Hey guys, just a quick one before today's episode. A reminder to head over to the website and download the Physique Formula. We have designed a five-day email video series for you in which you'll learn all about how to achieve an elite physique. We'll cover nutritional principles, training essentials, recovery fundamentals, how to overcome plateaus, and so much more. So head over to the website, input your name and best email address, and you'll start receiving emails straight away. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. It is my pleasure to have back on the podcast uh, the one and only Erin T. How are we doing, Erin? I'm really good. How are you? Thank you for having me back on. I'm okay. Uh, this is I, I want to say this is the earliest I've actually ever recorded a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm very, very thankful for um, because often uh, I have to jump on at a time. Maybe it doesn't suit my schedule, but when you said 8am... For those of you who don't listen, it's 8am on Tuesday the 28th. I was like, fantastic. But, less about me, more about you. There's some listeners out there thinking, Vaughn, who's this Erin girl? I want to know more about her. Now, they maybe haven't listened to the episode we've done, but they will after this one. But, what I want you to do is, for those listeners, can you just reintroduce yourself, update us on what you do, your career within bodybuilding, and so on and so forth. So, I'm Erin. I'm known on Instagram as erint.ifbbpro. Still surreal to say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, am a, I am an IFBB figure pro. I started my bodybuilding journey back in 2018, where I was actually a bikini athlete. Nice. I transitioned into figure 2019, where I won my IFBB pro card in Italy. And then I have been on an improvement season since september and then we're hoping to hit the stage in 2021 and do my pro debut there i think anyone listening knows that you are very humble and that that achievement is unbelievable anyone that means it means more to me than like honestly it just gives me shivers every time i say it like it's still surreal i know i asked this on the podcast before but Having worked for that for so long, just how did that feel in that moment when they when they called your name and they gave you the card? Just talk us through that moment. To be honest, I had visualised it for <laughs> for such a long period of time. I just imagined visualising myself walking out on a stage, doing my posing perfect, and then hearing them do, and the new <laughs> IFB Pro is, and then see when they said that, it was like. It, Honestly, it was like I had relived. It was like I had already done it. Was and then, it? like having that card in my hand, realizing that like this had been a dream for such a long time was just surreal. And I think that's why I, I didn't step onto the stage sooner as well because I was like, I have just achieved my lifetime goal. Like I need to just embrace this and just take my time so my pro debut will be even better. I was waiting to say, and that's set for next year. And I think this sort of leads us into today's sort of topic that is all about sort of, you could say, gaining weight, bulking within female bodybuilding. And it's something that I feel it's maybe not talked about enough. And and some of the the struggles that female competitors or aspiring competitors um, feel, um, feel like they can't sort of reach out. So Let's talk about your gaining phase first. So if we can give the listeners a, just an example, because there's someone out there that are complete beginners, they have no idea. Let's talk about, you know, what was your stage weight? 
what's your sort of weight now how is it sort of fluctuated up and down along with i mean by the way if you're listening go check out erin's instagram and you'll see how much muscle <laughs> she has <laughs> and has gained but can you give us just what's your journey been like within bulking so basically i think a lot of people think that you need to stay under this guidelines like five to six kilos above their stage weight if you want to be competitive as an athlete and i think with instagram these days you'll maybe see the top pros like the num the genetic elite maybe stay in five to six kilos above their stage weight but that's because they've actually got all the muscle they're they've needed to get to that level but is an amateur or is somebody that's wanting to compete to a high level, you're going to have to spend years being a little bit uncomfortable to get to that physique goal. So when I finished competing in September, my stage weight was 48 kilos. And I'm sitting 78, not 78, 68, 69 just now. Nice. So that's... 20 kilos, 20 kilo, 21 kilos up. Absolutely. And to be honest, it's mentally, it's probably one of the hardest things, especially as like a bikini athlete would have to deal with is getting your body and realizing that you're going to have to push to, well, quite extreme measures if you want to, want to make progress. But I think with Instagram, in this day and age just now, people only show the highlights. So many competitors will only show them under a certain level of body fat, or they'll only show stage photos, and they're not showing the real, and that's what I'm trying to do with my Instagram, is I want to document that it's okay to carry a little bit of body fat, it's okay to be above 10 kilos of stage weight, (laughs) because... It's not healthy to be, like, if I was walking around and I was only 50 kilos, I would literally look diced. (laughs) Or even five kilos above stage weight, my glutes would still be striated. And it's not healthy. And I think in an improvement season, it's about getting your body back into a healthy place to make sure that you're gaining enough tissue to be competitive next year. Or, Or whenever you do decide to go back into prep again because I think a lot of females they feel the pressure to jump on to another prep too soon yes absolutely now you mentioned you know I think that you sharing your journey love the ragdoll walking across the screen there that's brilliant and um, you mentioned your journey and you know I think you just done a photo shoot a recent photo shoot didn't you um where you, you know the comparison between being shred in that photo shoot I think both both amazing physiques and both show completely different like aspects of the, the bodybuilding journey. But I guess, as you've maybe rightly said, Instagram is maybe giving females uh, somewhat of a pressure to stay like lean all year round. And, and what I wanted to ask you was, do you think that, and, and maybe this is to do with your own journey, back at the start, was there, was there this sort of innate fear of, oh my God, if I put on weight, I'm just going to get fat? Or, you know, is it a case of, oh, well, I'm looking at all these girls on Instagram, they're all lean, so I need to stay lean. What, what's your thoughts? It was weird because, like, when I first competed back in 2018, like, 
I was still like very new to Instagram. Like I was just starting to post like progress pictures and everything. And as I was getting leaner, I noticed that more people was paying attention to me. I was getting more interaction. More people was liking my photos. More people was sending, sliding into my DMs and everything. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, and then as I entered my first improvement season, that interaction and everything started to drop. And I'm not going to lie, I felt a little bit like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. And that started to feel a little bit like, like Instagram was like taking over, if you know what I mean. I was like, well, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like, surely you need to be able to do both sides. And I was like, Instagram isn't everything. I need to just get my head down and focus on why I'm doing this because I did bodybuilding before before Instagram like I was letting it sorry there's like hair flying about <laughs> everywhere from my god okay. um I was letting it take over a little bit and I just thought you know what I'm doing this for me and I want to document my whole journey so I'm just going to let let it slide and just let my body do its thing as well like I don't sit comfortably under like a certain amount of weight. Like I, I have to not get like I get thick. That's the that's the word yeah, I'm looking for. Like like my my comfortable level isn't stage lean. And I think once I kind of got into my improvement season and realised that that isn't a healthy level of body fat, then I kind of just let go a little bit. And, and yeah, and I, I think I deviated from the question a little bit. That's okay. I think it's, it's adding tremendous value. But having sort of allowed yourself to let go of that, you know, whether we call that social pressure or, or whatnot, Definitely. just, just talk, talk, talk us through how you feel that's helped your overall progress, whether that be both physically um, and mentally, obviously, to do with the, the not sliding the DMs or the interaction and whatnot. Because it, what I realised was that nobody cares. Like, speaking to you just now, like, we're friends. You, if, if I was, say, another 10 kilos up, it wouldn't affect you one little bit. And I think with Instagram these days, people think that people actually, people actually care. People are maybe, people are interested and curious about your journey but they don't care what they what you look like yeah. you know what i mean and like as a bodybuilder build bodybuilder as well like you the judges do not care what your improvement season weight is they do not care what you look like 364 the rest of the days of the year they only care about what you look like on that one state on that one day yeah. and like it's those other 364 days that actually matter not that one show day and i think a lot of people forget that like if you want to be competitive and if you want to be in this for the long haul as well you're going to have to focus on that 364 days and just forget about prep for just now forget about the, the glitz the glam the makeup the tan yeah. and everything else that's only that's only like one percent absolutely now for for the listeners out there that perhaps don't compete and that just want to, you know, I, there's a lot of listeners and a lot of women in the UK 
across the world that look up to you and you're a huge inspiration to them. And this is why I thought it would be amazing for them to get sort of a real first-hand experience of what it's like um, to add muscle mass. I know that you've got that in abundance, probably got bigger delts than me at the current <laughs> moment. Um, but, you know, for, for ones that they're maybe not thinking about competing, they're just starting the journey and, you know, they're scared, they're maybe scared of, of adding, you know, we're talking about 20 kilos up from stage weight. We know that stage weight's not usually our walking about weight, but if we if we th- talk about a, an average Joe walking about weight, talk us through why they maybe shouldn't fear, it's just females in specific, why they shouldn't fear adding five or six kilos, but more so, you know, you've, you've shared some gold nuggets so far, but really just advice you give them to whether, you know, it's focus on themselves, their logbook or whatever, someone out there listening that wants, wants a bit of advice from you, what would you say on that? Sometimes, especially as like gen pop as well, if you want to get your body, the majority of gen pop, pop do not have enough muscle mass, so they'll be comparing themselves to these girls on Instagram or whatever that have already built up that that lean tissue that they need. So if they lose weight and continue to stay in this strict deficit, they're just going to get skinny fat. And then they're going to get to maybe, say, eating like a thousand calories a day. And they'll be like, why am I not looking like that girl? And it's because they've not got enough tissue. And I think a lot of females are scared to increase their food in case they get fat. But it's not necessarily the case because they'll be eating more their energy expenditure will probably actually be higher because they're going to have more energy anyway they're going to be able to if they're consistently sticking to their calories and increasing the food week by week you'll actually notice that you won't get fat the the you'll the weight will go on really really nicely because you'll be yep getting new tissue and as a female, I think that's one of the most important things to do is actually just taking a step back and slowly increasing your food because in like over a long period of time, it's going to do you wonders. Absolutely. And I think what I tend to, with, with the girls I work with, they, they are quite open and honest about how some weeks they'll have a little bit of a wobble with body image in the mirror. And I always say that, I think especially as a bodybuilder, that's completely natural. Um, from a guy's perspective, I'm always looking going, fuck, I'm not big enough, right? <laughs> but from a female perspective, I kind of go, oh, I maybe feel you know a bit uncomfortable. But I think what you kind of just overall said there in that last sort of bit was just get really comfortable carrying about some extra weight. But I try and transition uh, the thought, press o- thought process over from how we look to how strong we can get. And by we, I mean females. Now, if you're listening, go look at some of Vern's videos and the facials of her on the hack squat. They're brilliant. So just talk us through, is that something that when you're pushing up, especially for the ones listening out there that are unsure, talk us through, do you sort of detract that thought process from how you look and do you solely focus on your performance in the gym? Or what do you do? Yeah, so performance is one of the... Like, that's all I think about in my improvement season as well. And I think because I've got a coach, so if there's probably a lot of females, especially with like your clients, they're putting their trust, they're putting their trust into you, just like I'm putting my trust into Carl. I know that I've just got to do what he says. Like, he will, he's 
checking my photos every week, just like your clients are checking, you're checking their photos every week. You would let them get fat. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And just being like, I'm putting my trust into my coach, just like my clients are putting their trust into me. I'm not going to let them get fat. So I've just got to tick the boxes and focus focus on my training. Yes, I'll maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm not going to suddenly wake up and I'm going to be like a size 16 that cannot get off the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like somewhat like, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's just like losing fat, like gaining fat and gaining muscle is a long progress as well. Yeah, I mean, from a guy's it's perspective. I... In, in it for the long haul and focus on what actually matters and that's beating the logbook, training to failure, recovering and eating all the meals. Love it. I mean, from, from a guy's perspective, you know, I speak about getting big and I'm like, I've been trying to get big for eight, ten, eight, ten years and, and it's, I'm still not big. <laughs> so, so it's, as you just said, you're not going to kind of quote unquote get fat overnight because it could just be just as hard add body fat as it's add muscle mass. Now, I think if we were to talk about, you know, especially bikini competitors, figure competitors, or let's just say female competitors in general, they can diet down and look incredible on stage, maybe perhaps not stage, maybe a photo shoot as well. And I think a lot of others around them who, let's face it, they probably don't understand, they'll maybe see them get this lean and then they go into, as you've said, an improvement season and they maybe get the comments like, oh, you're not dieting now, so you just... You're just eating what you want. And, you know, I think that can be so damaging for, especially if you, you know, a mindset and perhaps maybe halt a very, what could have been a very productive gaining phase. So if you were in that scenario, um, and th- this was actually uh, something that happened with a, with a client during this lockdown period who COVID ended their photo shoot prep and they, they got these comments. But I just wondered, you know, in that scenario, how would you deal with that? Do you think it's perhaps maybe those comments are due to a lack of understanding about the process or or what's your thoughts? I think it could be either a lack of understanding or jealousy. Like I find that, or yeah, probably jealousy because see when you're on prep, people's always like, oh, you can just have it. You can just have it. Or, or why are you doing that? And then now that you're not in that deficit and people's like, oh, just eat, just eat, just eat. It's because they want you to eat because they know that it's going to make them feel better because they've not got a goal like what you do. And I think you've just always got to remember that even in your improvement season, you've still got a goal. Like the timeline's just just totally, totally different. You've still got to be consistent in your improvement season. But the good thing about bulking or is that your calories is higher. So you are going to have that flexibility to have that meal with your friends and family. But I think just trying to focus on you is the most important thing is just don't care about what anybody else is saying. Like at the end of the day, it's irrelevant. Like you are the most important person, I think. And as a bodybuilder, you've got to be selfish. 100 Percent. I think that something that kind of goes along with that is perhaps females out there that have a partner that's not quite as understanding and and not as supportive. Yeah, it's maybe it's maybe great when 
when they're getting lean, but perhaps they might receive some unsupportive comments from their partner in a gaining phase. You know, and, and it can kind of go both, stem both ways, right? They could say, oh, when you're dieting, you know, I've had clients have comments like, oh, you've not even got a bum anymore, have you lost your arse? And then... I got that. <laughs> which... Oh, I got that. But then I think if there is any females in that situation, you've just got to basically explain why you're doing what you're doing. And if they're... Um, criticizing them for being in a gaining phase, then I don't know. Like stage lean, my boyfriend hates when I'm stage lean. Yeah. He hates it because it's it's not healthy. Um, well, it's not the healthiest. Um, you lose your bum and energy and everything's at its lowest. But when you're in an improvement season, I think as a female, you look a lot sexier because you've got the you've got a bum, you've got curves, and I think. Um, just talking to your partner and explaining that this is for health and this is for getting my body back in a healthy place for gaining new t- tissue so that you look better in prep again. It's, I think when we when I think about just how I look at physiques and maybe how the average Joe might, it's funny that they say a comment like, you lose your bum because... You know, when we look at some of your photos, I go, fucking hell, and your clothes are shredded, they look brilliant. But then I'm looking at it from a physique perspective and a and a huge respect on, wow, that condition is amazing, unbelievable. But I guess someone that's not as, that doesn't value bodybuilding wouldn't be, they're not going to assess the physique, wouldn't be looking at the physique in the same way. Is that is that kind of right? I know, but like... In prep, my bum actually looks like, for anybody that's actually watching on YouTube, my bum looks like that. <laughs> so I'm just straight up and down. And if, like, when I'm shredded to the bone, if you feel my bo- bum, you can actually feel my bone, okay. which is mental. So when you're posing and on stage and all the lights are on you, you can showcase your physique in a certain way to make it look like You've got these glutes, so you've got these massive delts. When in real life, you're walking around like a <laughs> like a corpse. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. Now, one thing I, I think that you know you put uh, you've put posts up before, and I've read them. I, I think your content's brilliant. And you're very open and honest, especially about um, just comments you may have received from whether it's other people on Instagram, whether it's from people people in the gym. Um, and one of the posts was talking about. How like you have a lot of muscle on you. One of the posts was speaking about um, someone had made a comment like, "Oh, you look like a man," or this, that, and the next thing. I think that whoever said that is should be fucking put in jail and has clearly got a massive insecurity uh, complex within them. Probably a guy that doesn't lift, right? Um, but I feel that comments like that could be so damaging. To you're very strong, and you know I know you're going to go into how you've dealt with it, but I'm thinking there's maybe someone listening out there that goes, wow, my husband's just said the same thing to me, or my friends or so-and-so has just said the same thing to me. And um, you know, I, I get the impression you've got a very, a very good way of taking those comments on board and sort of just brushing them to the side, right, and maybe giving them the finger. So I think there's some females out there just dying to know, you know, how... Well, number one, let's talk about why you think those comments, where they where they stem from, and then how you deal with them. So a lot of the comments, like, I get sometimes, like, quite a few comments on Instagram being, like, disgusting. Someone actually said to me in person, 
I thought your voice would have been deeper than what it is. Oh, they wow. was like, I'm shocked that your voice isn't deeper. And I was like, that is so, so rude. Like, how could somebody say that? But to be honest, people, it's either came from them having insecurities for their self, but a lot of these a lot of these pages on Instagram are trolls. Like I'll click on them and they've not got they've got like maybe two followers. I'm like, why? It's just people out there like to be nasty. And I think with the like the bigger my Instagram I'm not saying I've got a big following, but the bigger my Instagram has grown, the more I kinda brush them off and realise that these and there's always going to be someone out there that that doesn't like you. And I was listening to what was it? it was a really good book, uh, audio book. It was just saying that no matter what you do, there's always going to be someone saying something about you. So whether you're putting yourself all over social media, bulking, cutting, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like it. Always. Or you could be standing, doing nothing, and there'll be someone commenting on it as well yeah. that they don't like oh like why is she doing nothing like there's always going to be i think and that's why i've realized that no matter what you do some somebody's going to say something so what? you might as well just go out oh go all out and be happy because i stopped i didn't bodybuild or do what i wanted to do with my life for such a long period of time because i was so scared about what others was going to say about it wow and that's very so just realizing that you just got to do what makes you happy. Hundred percent. And thank you for for sharing that. Uh, I think that that would have probably been incredibly hard for you to do. And I think that for you to be so strong now um, is a real reflection of just your growth as an individual, as a as a business, as a woman. Um, and I hope that the the females out there listening um, could take that on board. And you know. You said for a while it sort of stopped you. Could you could you let us know how, how long that was? So I started the gym when I was 16 and then I did my first competition when I was 21. 21, yeah. So I, like, I always loved sports. Like, I was competitive in dancing and swimming before I took up the gym and then... Once I got into the gym properly, like there wasn't a lot of females that was going like consistently. Yeah. And like everybody in my area would just like go out and drink. And I just was doing that to fit in for like a long period of time. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like there's so much more I've actually got to give. And I just, one day I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I was like, I'm just going to be away from the norm if you know what I mean, like up in Aberdeen, there's probably about three people <laughs> that actually compete. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's completely out the, out the norm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do what makes me happy. And like bodybuilding and doing what I knew, do now has completely changed my life. Like I'm actually living the dream. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm doing something, although not a lot of people can say that they're living the life that they want to live. Like even my partner, I'm like, what are you passionate about? And he doesn't doesn't know. And I think it's, it takes people longer than others to find what they actually have a true passion for. But I'm just so 
grateful that I've managed to find mine. And I think you've just got to, yeah, you've just got to go for it, basically. 100%. I love that you said, because I'm the same, uh, you know, I'm very grateful to wake up um, and call what I do, what, you know, sit here at, you know, 10 to 9 in the morning on a podcast and call it work when it's, it's having it's a chat. Crazy, it's, it? it's brilliant. Um, and I think that sort of led, led, leads us on to what we were going to speak about was just what bodybuilding has done for you in your life. And I think that to go from, you know, you mentioned the fear of not wanting to, to gain muscle or this and next thing because of the people around you and where you lived. And for those of you who don't know, um, Aaron lives in, is it the Shire up in, up in Aberdeen? Yeah. Um, <laughs> very Thomas far- Scotland where there's <laughs> nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's good. The past couple of weeks I've had, a, I've had Scottish guests on the podcast, which is, which is nice. Um, but yeah, talk us, if you could just talk us through, and I know you, you, you shed a little light on it there, but I want you to go in real detail here. Just what bodybuilding, transforming your physique has done for your life, you know, your your purpose, your vision, your business, uh, and then just how empowered it makes you feel. So basically, yeah, it just, bodybuilding has completely, completely changed my life. I'm so much more consistent with every aspect. Like, it has made me so much more committed and more driven. Like, I've now got a career in bodybuilding. Like, I'm an online coach, and I used to be a personal trainer. Um, I've been able to meet people from all over the world that have got the same passions as what I do. And I think just being able to let go and actually follow my dreams and just think, fuck it, I don't care what anybody else thinks, has made me honestly live my best life. Like, I could happily get up at five o'clock in the morning and stay up till nine o'clock at night on my computer, speaking to all of my clients, training. Like, I just love it. I could do that seven days a week. Like, people are like, are, are you not bored? I'm like, no, I, I, I honestly, I'm, I love it. I absolutely love it. One thing I, that's been a real joy this lockdown is you, you post um, little snippets of your setups for your clients. And when you try and say the word specific, <laughs> I can't say it. Specific. See, specific. <laughs> it's. Uh, it, I don't actually like. It's, it drives me nuts. <laughs> it's. Uh, it is. It is fantastic, and you've been a a sort of. Um, it's always been class. Just every now and then, you check a story, and there's always a wee sort of thing. Now, I guess it's one thing we should probably touch on, um, especially because we are both from Scotland, and in Scotland, uh, the gyms are still closed, but. Um, could you just let us sort of give us an idea of how lockdown has been for for yourself, your business, you know, maybe the, the, the toll it's taken, if, if at all, on anything. Um, just talk us through that, if you could. So one of my clients, she actually has like a little gym set up in her garage that has got a barbell, a couple of dumbbells, a lot pulled down in like a, like a cable stack. And she... Um, luckily said I could could train out of there. So I've had load up to 150, 150 cable, 150 cables, 150 <laughs> kilos, and then a cable machine that like stacks up to 68 kilos. And to be honest, I've just had to make do and adapt really. And to be honest, 
Also, I'm dying for the gyms to open again, and I cannot wait to get on a hack squat and a pendulum machine. I, I've just been able to adapt to this style of training. Like, as long as you're training to failure, you do not need the machines. So, well, you do to an extent, but you can still make progress with minimal equipment. And as long as you're playing about with tempos, execution, and training to failure, you're still going to be able to make progress. But yeah, just adapting and I think work's been absolutely mental as well. Like I used to do personal training for like a couple of days before lockdown. So like a couple of days a week, I would go into the gym and train a couple of clients. But now being completely online, it's my business has actually grew in this time, which is which is really, really good. I'm so, so grateful. But I think being in lockdown, it's just made me evolve so much both mentally and physically, really. Yeah, because I remember last time we spoke on the podcast, which I want to say was last October, I think. Yeah. Uh, then you had said to me that you were were, were transitioning, because I, I had just went through the online, you were transitioning. Um, and to, to see you grow during a period where, you know, the number one thing we need as coaches is being shut, is the gyms, um, it's inspiring. And it's it's motivating to see, and I hope that other fitness professionals out there can can get some inspiration from you. That you know, I think this what this pandemic will do is it will create a a lot of online coaches that won't go back to one to one, because yeah. like yourself, you've seen that. I guess that although you've always loved living your life, you're lo- lo- loving it even more now because you now can control every single hour every single day. definitely like that's why I was saying to my partner I was like lockdown has actually made me realize how much I prefer online coaching to like PTing as well like it's just put me at so much ease with my business knowing that I can put a hundred percent like I can I'm being so much more creative because I'm having this extra time to to do other things inside my business whereas with PTing You've only got a certain amount of hours in the day that you're maybe doing like 12 clients back to back. It's so draining and then you're not having any time to actually build in your business. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, one thing I, I, I've been asking guests on, um, especially during this sort of lock, I, I'm still calling it a lockdown because the gyms are shut, right? <laughs> <laughs> so until the gyms are open, we're still locked down in my eyes. How do you feel, I mean, do you think the industry itself will change? Like, we know that unless you're a pro, you're probably not going to compete this year, right? Or there might be one or two shows that go ahead. But do you feel that this will change the the fitness industry as a whole? Or do you feel it kind of just go back to the way it was? A hard one, because, like, I'm a lot more anxious now going going out to places. And I'm like, oh, don't, um, don't come beside me. But I think, like, a lot of people's just going, like, now the restaurants and everything's is open again, people's just going back to back to their old ways. But from a sense of, like, personal training, I honestly do think personal training is going to completely, completely die out because of online training, because people are realising that you don't actually need to be caught. Co- like, there's really good coaches out there now that you can get exactly what you need through the com- through the computer. 
Yeah, I, I suppose unless you're a total beginner, that the the ones that are a little bit more advanced, hundred yeah. percent, I I agree with you on that. Will go more online now. I just realised that I, I've kind of went off track there for for a good ten minutes on <laughs> what we were going to speak about. But hey, that's exactly what podcasts are all about. But yeah. if we could sort of bring it back to just sort of gaining tissue um, and bulking phase with females. So again, if there's any sort of advice you would give to for females, specifically want to add muscle mass, change their physique, um, on top of everything you said, I know you said a lot. What would what would that advice be and why? Um, disconnect from what everybody else thinks and focus on your purpose. So always focus and remember why you're doing that gain in phase and to just try and disconnect with what you look like to an extent as well. Like it's don't like when you're on prep and when you're in a deficit, you're constantly like feeling your abs or you're maybe like looking in the mirror, taking selfies, like just try and do that less um, and get rid of like like prep clothes like I, I have two like two like different wardrobes so oh, yeah. Love it. I, I've got like my prep prep leggings and my prep prep clothes and then I've got like my off season clothes but I've had to buy a whole new wardrobe like these past three months I think I've went up like two dress sizes <laughs> So the good thing is I'm getting to buy a whole new buy a whole new wardrobe. But I think for a lot of females, that may be a little bit difficult to come to terms with that they're not they're not the size four or size six that they once used to be. And I think just getting rid of everything that is to do with being like tiny and and just trying to focus on the other aspects of your life as well. I love it. And I think if there's one thing to to take home um, that I'll remember from this episode is that you said, um, I'll quote this in a post, is that you know in an off-season, you feel a bit more sexy. I think that alone is a great statement for that females, I hope, resonate out there with, especially with ones that perhaps when they get to the end of a gaining phase, and I know they've got couple clients that'll be listening that'll be thinking this that they don't feel sexy they feel you know they're, they're so attached to and, and that was them coming from they had been bigger before they'd been really big before dieted down went on stage done amazing and then they always sort of fear going back up um because they'll have this innate fear of getting fat again which you covered um but i just think that that was such a good phrase and something that i'm definitely going to well I don't necessarily feel sexy. <laughs> I don't necessarily feel sexy. I don't know if that's something a man man will feel, um, but certainly a, a huge amount of golden nuggets that you've dropped in the, today's episode. But I want again, you know, you are a little bit of a star, so I want to ask you um, about you know your future plans as next year pro debut. I know that that doesn't end for you, right? Talk us through what's the big vision. Is it the is it the O? Is it getting on that stage and getting of course. that? So definitely the Olympia is the ultimate goal. Probably winning a pro show and getting an invite to the Arnolds. That's my three like big goals I want to achieve. But I don't have a time frame for hitting those because um, obviously pro, pro standard is completely different. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing just now because I need to gain 
I need to gain the tissue. 100%. Like I need to be uncomfortable to get to get to those goals. Um, but hopefully, if all goes to plan, I'll be starting prep in January, roughly next year, and competing, and hopefully either Japan or somewhere like Brazil. I just want to do somewhere, you know. I just want to do somewhere that I wouldn't go on holiday to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. I think doing like there would be unreal. That's brilliant, but I'm sure that anyone listening would probably agree with me and say that having followed you and known you for a while, those goals will get ticked off without a shadow of a doubt. And I look forward to, to watching you do that with somewhat ease, right? But I know, like doing, doing bodybuilding myself, that it's not easy and it's a long process and that I massively respect what you do. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Now, um, one thing I always like to end the podcast on um, and we may have talked about this last time, but maybe it's changed, especially with, with the global pandemic going on. It's not something I suppose that we ever could imagine, right? If uh, you were to ask me... Maybe, yeah, that's for sure. It's um, been, it's, if you were to, if, if you were to ask me five years ago, if this was in my five-year plan, <laughs> I, would have, I would have said no, right? But talk us through just, you know, maybe anything that in the past or with what's going on, what's your sort of been your biggest lesson that you've learned in life to date uh, and sort of from that lesson how has it maybe changed your mold as you into the woman you are today probably that you can't please everyone it, it definitely that is definitely my biggest lesson because i spent so much of my life trying to please other people and then see now I, like i couldn't be happier like i like the way i am on this podcast is the way i am in real life and i used to hide my passions, I used to hide everything for so long. So just definitely just being able to let go, realise that no matter what you do, you're not going to please everybody. So just just do it anyway. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now, for anyone listening, that is, this is the first time listening to yourself speak. I hope that this inspires them to go back and listen to the, the first episode that we done. Um, but for anyone out there that wants to get in touch with you, um, maybe wants to DM you on Instagram, um, could you just like let us, let them know of your contact details, how they could do that? Yeah, so just Instagram, pro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So for anyone out there listening, um, especially the female um, listeners, I hope that that gave you an incredible amount of value. Please do go drop Erin uh, a follow um, and watch her and please support her in her journey considering this is a scottish bodybuilding podcast to have a, a fellow scots person on uh, one that is a pro i agree <laughs> pro um, is amazing so listen Aaron, massive thank you from myself from the listeners i know they'll get incredible amount of value um, and i know i speak for the both of us that i say wherever you are whatever you do give it the beans